Hi, my name is Stephanie James, and I will outwit, outplay, and outlast you. And I am Cody, and when I met your grandfather 53 years ago, I knew he would be the love of my life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) We are celebrating love today. We're celebrating love because you shared your grandparents' love stories, which are actually really cute and really touching. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, (laughs) you said it. You said it. You said it. Absolutely. We talk about the fact that Stephanie can't stop saying absolutely and let me tell you something it's iconic let's get into the fucking episode let's go let's go let's go you're listening to topa talk can you believe it we are here to fuck around and then we will be finding out let's get into it We'll see how this goes. Marry me, marry me, marry me, say yes for the rest of rest of your life. J Lo, Maluma, Maluma, hot. Maluma's so fucking hot. I don't know who that is. He's like a reggaeton singer from Colombia, and he is so fucking hot. And he was in the movie Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Get fucked as if. As if that's what they could do with casting. Owen Wilson is marrying J-Lo. Well, look who she's with right now. I think people could say the same thing. Yeah, he looks like me and he's handsome. In real life. And Ben Affleck is actually hung. I think Owen Wilson has this thing about him. Wow. Wow. And and I like Luke Wilson. They had no (laughs) chemistry whatsoever. Come on. They had no chemistry. You don't like that big... Come on. (laughs) You don't like that big crooked nose? No. I do. I like him. He's a great guy. But do I want him in a rom-com with Jennifer Lopez? Do I think they could have done someone a little bit that made more sense? I think it's realistic. I could have seen... Jason Sudeikis would have been perfect. Like, oh. I, basically, Owen Wilson plays a math teacher that goes to a J Lo concert. Or her name is Kat Oh, it's, it's new. It's a new movie. It's brand new. Marry me, marry me, say and yes. Then, it's the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life. She's making those ducats. Oh, she's so hot and she's so pretty and she's so average at acting. I just love her. <laughs> You're a big fan. I love her. And Maluma is her fiance in it. He's so much younger than her. Like, good. They did a switch on that whole Princess normal switch. thing. It's basically a star is born if a star is born was like Saks Fifth Avenue. Marry Me was like TJ Maxx. Like Got it, was, it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I have, I feel like we haven't made this announcement yet on the podcast, but it's a really big deal. That you've been going to therapy. Oh, my God. I was like, what's the announcement? I was going to make a joke, but I was worried it was like a real announcement. No, this is a real announcement. Yeah, I started therapy officially for February. It's a big deal. I've had two sessions and my next session is tomorrow. Give us give us something. Give us your experience. Well, I am using BetterHelp. This is not a sponsor, but I use I use a service called BetterHelp, which is um, you basically punch in your your annual income and then they price it based upon that what 
your monthly rate is going to be for texting your therapist, a weekly session with your therapist, and like journaling and stuff. There's flexibility. They paired me up. I I said, you know, like LGBT, blah, 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 yada, yada, body, yada, 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 yada. Literally. <laughs> body, yada, 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 issues. Body, yada, 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 issues. And they matched me with a therapist. I wasn't feeling her vibe. I wasn't picking up what she was putting down. So then I searched others that fit the criteria I was looking for and matched with an older gay man. And so far, it's been a match made in heaven. Good. I wish he was a little bit more receptive to like my sexual issues. He seems to encourage them more than um, try to help me through them, even though I'm like, no, I don't like how I have sex. Yeah. Well, I think the more you guys get to know each other, he might start understanding more. It's a working relationship and it does it right. always click right away. He's but you cool, always though. have the cho- choice of finding another. That's the hard part about therapy, I think, is... right. You're not going to get your therapist on the first, second, third, maybe even the fourth try, which is right. which can be really like a struggle. It's like dating, I hear. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm like ready to get fixed. So that's why I'm like after the first session, I'm like, well, I'm not fixed yet. And I'm like, OK, Cody, calm down. This is not the point. <laughs> no, but, you have to go to therapy for months and months. <laughs> right. He's good. And, you know, he's he's starting to understand me. He was like, my therapy style is working with your demons. And I was like, I love demons. But I want my demons. Can I, I cage demons. them? <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of myself for actually getting a therapist. And so far, so good. And we'll see. Okay, wait. I made a big mistake in our notes. What? By putting these little... Uh, we I changed it from dashes to this little like check mark thing. I love them. And I didn't realize how genius it was until you just checked off therapy. We don't need to do emojis anymore. We have these circles. And now I just tapped mine and it's at the bottom and it's highlight. I thought done. I made a mistake, but woof, guys. No, this is a good call, Game Stephanie. changer. Good job. Okay, before we move any further, we have like so many things to talk about. This is our Valentine's Day episode. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Are you feeling the love within? No. Okay. Of course not. Are you feeling love from others? No. No. It's like it's like those Valentine's horror movies is my life right now. That's sweet. At least it's interesting. The wind is frightening me. The wind is a little dramatic. It's how a little your, extra. How's your Valentine's Day? It was fine. Ace and I celebrate our anniversary one month basically from Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. And um because your anniversary is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And so we never really do anything. We went out to dinner last night together and Where'd had a go? sweet time. We went to the pub because it was the only place open. Oh, hi, pub? Oh, hi. Mm-hmm. Or the, the, the other pub. No. Oh, hi, pub. The other pub. The other pub. The oh, hi, pub. I've never been there. Oh, yeah. We What'd really you order? enjoy it. We got burgers and fries, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do. Donkey. Straight up. That'll do. Donkey. That'll do. Shrek quoting. Shrek. Shreks. Shreks. <laughs> then we had some Shreks. No, just Did kidding. Did you? Not after the dinner. It was earlier. Too Don't much. worry about it. It was like too much food. Yeah. It was like after that, I wanted to get in bed and watch Survivor, which I've watched two seasons already since we've last recorded. Do you love it? Um, well, I grew up watching it with my mom yeah, and dad. I love Survivor. And then probably took 10 years off or so. Maybe more. 15 years off. And I'm obsessed. We get to hop around episodes too. We watched the first. Jeff Probst. Could he get it? 
Jeff Probst could get it. Absolutely. I would marry fuck and kill him. One of my very first crushes. And then I would dig crushes. up his bones and like hang him in my house like as a little skeleton. As a, as a head and immunity idol. Yes. Oh my God. When, you I know, wanted... when, the, when the feds find the body in your house, <laughs> all you have to say is, oh, no, 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 no. This was a hidden immunity idol. You found it. No, the feds are going to find the paper and see what kind of advantage it is. Yeah. The advantage <laughs> is you just got a the advantage for catching a killer. Taking me to jail. What an honor. I love Survivor. I've applied for it three times. Would I you want to apply. I'm ready. Do you want to go on it? Together? What would your gameplay be, though? I would try to be so chill because I would be kicked off first because I'm so annoying. I will tell you that you would be kicked off first. And here's why. Because people would be like, she's very chill, but you are also very dominant at the same time. I, yeah. You have this weird polarizing There's thing an about you. That's aura. Like, that like, you're like, I'll ride whatever wave, but if it's not a wave I like, I'll let you know about it. You know what I mean? I'll still ride it, but you're going to know. <laughs> and people are going to be like, that's a lot to take on. And <laughs> she's probably going to kick our ass in the competition. So let's just get her out. The problem is that I can be quiet, but I cannot hide what's going on on my face. And you don't even know what's going on on your face when you show it. So yeah, you'll be, you'd make for great reality TV. Reactions yeah. are important. Yeah. But you get voted out. And then Where do you think I would place? I would try to be like a fun time girl, but I'm so intense. Like I would, I would actually make a joke, bad joke. I'd piss someone off right away. I think you'd only piss people off because you wouldn't be doing well with entertaining the bullshit you'd be like no 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 no. i'd be like no 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 no. we're voting for shannon like we said you guys what are you running around with your why why are you guys wanting to kill the chicken to eat when it's going to make eggs the whole time that's my exact thank you thank you when we're watching survivor every time you're like kill the chicken day one you idiot it's daily eggs you idiot we watched an episode where a chicken fishing like ozzy we watched an ep- a season where the chicken made it all the way to the end. It's the first chicken survivor to ever not be killed. Was that, uh, was it Cowboy was his name or what was his name? Mark. No, they know the chicken, but who was his owner? Ty. Ty. And Sia loved him for that. Yes, know? Sia gave him like $15,000, dude. dude. Sometimes my memory scares me. <laughs> I know. I'm scared right now because I just watched it and it's the only reason I know all of this. <laughs> Sometimes my memory scares me. Sia was so happy. And the bartender him. one. How cute was Ty? Oh, I was in love with him. Poor guy. Little you, gay, little gay, tiny man. The people that you fall in love with in the beginning get so stressed out and anxious by the end that you're like, you acting funny. You are doing stuff outside of your comfort zone. You acting funny. Who's the hottest survivor you've watched thus far? Oh my God. Okay. So we watched this season. That's, I mean, that's what you don't want to talk about realizing you're gay at a young age. <laughs> yeah. Family. Like it was a family affair. Yeah. Well, let's sit around and watch these men in their actual uh, wet underwear. Right. Run around and bounce around. That sounds like great times. I love survivor. We're watching a season right now with a man named Ken and he is like a male model, but he's also like so smart and compassionate and like knows how to fish. And I, I'm not like sexually attracted to him, but I'm like, God, I'd, I'd want to be your friend so badly. Yeah. Like you're kind of hot, but yeah. like we could have talks. Did you watch the season where the um, person outed the trans person? No, 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 no. That was one of the most intense reality TV moments I've ever seen and handled so in my opinion, as an outsider looking into someone who's not trans, I think it was handled in a really awesome way because it was at, I'm not going to say who or what season or what, it was at a tribal council and a gay man was like, all you people like him, but you don't even know the secret that he has. And that's that I can just tell he's trans. He was born a woman. Like, why does that matter? It doesn't. And, and the, 
emotional reaction from the cast and one of the women on it was like this very conservative police officer and she was like sobbing and she was like I've never met that I know of someone trans and to be outed like that I like feel his pain and I feel his hurt and she was like sobbing and it really brought everyone together and Jeff Probst was like I don't think we need to vote tonight I think you need to go and he the guy got basically kicked out and the guy with like his head down like ashamed jeff is easily the best host of any show they ever didn't vote he was like he was like he looked around at all of them he's like do we need to vote tonight and they all like shook their head like no and he's like looked at him he's like do you think we need to vote tonight and the guy was like no and he got up and left good it was and they had this full the tribal council ended up being like 20 minutes long of tv talking about um the the life of being trans and 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 being outed and how it was I have chills right now it was it was crazy oh I can't wait to watch that one you were like basically watching in reverse because we watched season thirty seven and then there's so many seasons <laughs> so many so we've been just picking and and you know having fun with it as we go yeah that's how Emily and I like really became friends Survivor oh, the first season we like talked about it in elementary school and we both watched it we've been watching it since season one. So, Cody, you and I went and did something really fun together. We did. With Alex and Asa. We did. I had at the time of my life. Yes. Some of the gooby newbies. No, not any newbies. The, the goober newbies. The goober nations noticed on our last episode, which is what we want to talk about that too, but that we have a new sponsor to the show. Ventura Spirits. Yes. And we had the freaking honor of going to one of their tastings. And like, I had no clue when we were going to go do this, that there was going to be like a facility production tour of sorts. I had no idea. I thought that was the coolest thing. I was, I was so surprised. Yeah. So you get to Ventura Spirits, which is in Ventura right off the avenue and you walk down this, you know, slanted driveway. It's a ramp, if you will. It's a ramp that you walk right down to and you instantly are <laughs> surrounded by giant steel barrels you have this like perfectly curated tasting room to the left, a merch and display room. And really cool merch. it's so cool. And it's just so beautifully put together and thoughtful, like to the area as well. And you're greeted by Brad, who's just the best or Duke or whoever else is working. That we day. met Brad and Duke that day. They yes. were awesome. And I've known Brad for a long time and he's a fan of the show. So hello, Brad. Hello, we Brad. had such a fun experience. There's a few other people on the tour with us, which made for a fun experience also. Absolutely. People watching. I feel like it's so cool to go have an experience like that after two years, two plus years in a pandemic. My dumbass didn't know what how alcohol was made. So I literally thought it was the coolest thing ever. Cody was like a newborn baby. Did you say I had wonder in my eyes the whole time? So it's so cool. When we interviewed Henry, who's a part owner of Ventura Spirits in season one. Henry Tarmy, shout out. I learned so much about the process of making alcohol that I didn't know before. And it was kind of silly because like at that point I was a sommelier. I had been in the food and beverage industry forever. Cody's been in the food and beverage beverage industry forever. But when we did that interview... They talked about their process of how they make their alcohol in such a thoughtful and resourceful way in the community, but partnering with agriculture and stuff. And you can learn all about this when you go, but it was such a fun experience. We got a full walkthrough. We got a full tour. It felt like we were VIPs learning the whole process. It was awesome. It was really awesome. You know what was cool that I think, sorry to interrupt, but what was cool to me about it is that sometimes when you like 
go to businesses and see how things are made and you go behind the curtain, if you will. Like, you're like, oh God, like what kind of like, how are they trying to make money? What's the cash grab? With the with this production and these guys, it was like everything that he was saying felt like, what's going to taste awesome? What's going to be cool? What's going to kind of make sense for our brand and community? And it just, I don't know. I, I, I loved it. I had an awesome time. Yeah. And I would say that their process honors the legacy of like distillers throughout all of time. Yeah. And it's really cool. I think it was really fun to see how it's made and then take that knowledge to the tasting. It changed how everything tasted. Absolutely. Brad, yes. Brad was then able to like connect (laughs) to his presentation during the walkthrough to what we were drinking and it all made so much sense. You can go just for a tasting, but you guys got to go and do the actual tour with the tasting. I'm telling you, the alcohol is going to taste different. You're going to understand it differently. It's, it's. I told you, Stephanie, when we went, I was like, this is a killer date idea. It is. And what a deal. It's so affordable. Ridiculously affordable. Ridiculously affordable. And to be honest, the tasting was enough to like make me feel good, but I was perfectly fine. I was in in such a good mood and it, yeah, it got you right to the point of just like loving it, enjoying it. Like a little warm, but nothing unsafe. So you could definitely stop on your way to Ventura for a fun day if you're going to breweries on on your way up before you come to the breweries in Ojai, before you go on your date night stop there as like a little pregame. That's what we did. I mean, we had the best time there. Then we went to the Deer Lodge for some cocktails. Yeah, it was really nice. and so fun. And you guys heard in the ad that we do have a discount code. We do have um, a special offer with them. We're going to play that ad again for you guys. So make sure that you write down that um, discount code and everything. I mean, spoiler alert. It's very easy to remember. It's Topadoc. But just <laughs> there's more information we're going to put in ad. And maybe we should just put it in right here. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Stephanie, long gone are the days of poor quality drinks. Long gone. We are sophisticated. Matured. We're fun, social, and intentional about our consumption. Ventura Spirits takes it up a notch. Distilled locally, Ventura Spirits offers tours and tastings, exploring their thoughtful process from idea to bottle, as well as sipping on their assortment of spirits, discovering subtle notes and smooth flavors. If you've never made it to the tasting room, you need to go. Reserve a tasting online at VenturaSpirits.com slash Topatalk. And when you arrive to your tasting, let them know that Topatalk, us, we sent you. You'll receive 15% off any same-day purchases of bottles and merch. And trust me, you'll want to. I love their merch, and they even have free cocktail recipe cards in their shop to pair with their spirits that are sold there. So fun. So fun. You could also enjoy 10% off of your first online purchase at VenturaSpirits.com for pickup or shipping using our code TOPATALK. That's all one word, TOPATALK at checkout. Again, mention TOPATALK at your tasting for 15% off in-store purchases and 10% off all online orders using code TOPATALK. Can we cheers to that? Cheers. Let's Let's get get back back to to the the show. show. Did you get that? Did you get that, you guys? <laughs> Did Very you write important. it down? No, but like, seriously, go. It's so much fun. Go and then tell us and then let's talk about it. Are you kind of tired of doing the same old, same old anyways? Like, isn't it kind of fun to like with your friends? You'd like, what are we going to do today? Are we going to do Shelf Road? Are we going to go to this restaurant? Are we going to go to this wine tasting room? What are we going to do? Do something different. It's so much fun. Seriously. Do Shelf Road, then ride your bike to Ventura Spirits, then <laughs> row a kayak across the Anacapa Islands. Yeah. Just do a triathlon. Yeah. And then start a new life over there. Yeah, start a new life over there. Don't come, come back. back. <laughs> don't come back. Please don't. Hey, Steph. Yeah. You know what I have to say that? 
<clears throat> what? Absolutely. 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 Oh my God. How dare you accost us with that word? You guys, I feel like I assaulted. You did. Every single listener. You did. Thus far and soon and henceforth coming. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Last episode. Oh. Thank you guys for listening. The future of Ojai. I think it was a hit. Yeah. Let's just take one of our most produced episodes a milestone episode a milestone episode something extremely important to us and let me just say absolutely 45 fucking times (sighs) did anyone get a count on it i hope so i thought about it i was listening on my way up to san francisco and i thought about doing a count but i was getting nauseous by when you notice it it becomes too much it's when we were editing we started noticing it when we were putting the episode together and it was by far the most obnoxious thing I've ever heard in we my entire laughing, life. We were laughing. We were cringing. My stomach hurt from laughing so hard. It was so funny. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a few half abs in there, if you will. There's a, two times there was you said it and I said where we went abs and then we moved on. We wanted to say it because that's what you and I do, man. If we are talking too long, we pick up each other's lingo. We pick up each other's words. You were getting me to do absolutely it was just a way for me to transition. Like, I agree. Yes. And now we're moving on. And I hope to never say that word again. But I know I probably already said it this a few times, I bet. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't notice it. You would think you would notice yourself saying that word so much time. And if we recorded for, what, 40 minutes that day? Yeah. And I probably said it once a minute. Oh, my God. But, you know, it's like, that's what it reminds me of. It's like, when you say absolutely, it's almost like you have, you did the thumbs up reaction to a text message, and then you changed (laughs) the conversation. You're like, I agree with you, but I'm done talking with this. And then we found, that's like your tell. We found my tell in that episode. The, is when I'm just feeling some type of way, I guess. So we've had a lot of you reach out. um, And thank you so much for listening so soon. Wow. And and giving us so much feedback. And I think a lot of the feedback is like, great job, but this is just the beginning. And we couldn't agree more. Yeah. Because you know what? You you have this you have this kind of viewpoint maybe that you want the feedback, Stephanie, but maybe they don't want the feedback. I was trying to recreate my quote that was so funny. Oh. <laughs> and a lot of people a lot of people asked like how, what she what Christine had responded to that. We all just laughed after I had said that about the world. And I want that we we cut it off because we were short for time and it was kind of a fun dramatic ending, but we all we all laughed and and she went, "Yeah, well, you know." I think she said something like, "Yeah, you're probably right." I, yeah. I think she was like agreeing. She laughed and like thought it was funny for she sure. Agrees. I mean, it was, we all had a great time and it was cool putting together and it was a challenging episode to complete. And I hope that uh, more people listen and we have a chance to do something like that again. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, should we do a ah! love story? What? Okay. Did they do now? <laughs> when did they put that in there? Hold on guys. I just saw a note. That you need to explain. When we, we were at Ventura Spirits, we were with Alex and Asa, who makes our sound effects. Let's hear it again. Ah! <laughs> That's very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I, who, which I one like was that? Al, was that Asa? Yeah. I like it too. I like ah! it. Because, you know, we they put these noises on without telling us what it is, and we want them to do every week. We're not going to pressure them, but. No, we do pressure them. Who came up with their band name? 
you, their group we name. did we all kind of collectively okay, it was just like on ventura the spot. spirits really really sponsored it because we had all been sipping on their alcohol yes and we decided to dub asa and alex as the noise boys <laughs> they are in charge of the noises on this oh, podcast oh my god i, I like that <laughs> okay <laughs> i love it i love the noise boys okay. i want the noise boys to come out with an album I of just it, sounds i think it works really well for the episode because anything when we're doing our valentine's day stories here very shortly we should start yeah um anytime anything scandalous or interesting happens i think we gotta do a little <laughs> i think they should come out with their own bop it and stuff like bop it, twist it, pull it, squeeze it. Yes. Don't eat the crab cake. Ah! Don't even goat that high. I'm proud of him. I hope you guys also are listening all the way through to the end of the episodes because sometimes there's goober reels. Goober reels instead of a blooper reel. Goober <laughs> reel. We put a goober reel at the end of our. It's a very serious, important episode. Well, Steph, who should we kick it off with for these grandparent edition of? Love I know stories. we haven't really talked about that. Do we want to do ours first? Or we want to sprinkle those in different. Let's do a guest. <laughs> oh, listener, you, you go first. Do? Pick. Whoever. I'm gonna do Emily. She's at the top of the list. Emily writes in about her grandparents' love stories. Hi, Steph and Cody. I'm Emily at the air. Emily, if I mispronounce your last name, I'm so sorry. And after being an extensive listener of Topa Talk and fan of Love Story Valentine's Day, I thought I could send one over. This story is about meeting the meeting of my grandma Linda and my grandpa Ken. I talked with my grandma about submitting her story before reaching out to Stephanie, and her only request was, and I quote, Sure, baby, but don't fuck it up. <laughs> Love your grandma. Love that. <laughs> Jokes aside, I could mention many details of the story, but I'll keep to the important parts. My grandma is one of my favorite people. Alongside my sweet mama, she helped raise me and my brothers, and I have truly never experienced such love. She is stubborn as hell, tougher than any 76-year-old person I have met, and has a laugh that never fails to bring me right back to being six years old again. I never met my grandpa, but I've heard he was just as fierce and funny and kind. Now to the story. My grandma lived in Bakersfield when she was in her teens. At 16, she met an older man, got married, and before she knew it, she was pregnant. Her marriage was abusive and did not treat her well. When her husband found out about the pregnancy, he gave her an ultimatum. Get rid of it, or he was leaving. My grandma chose to have the baby on her own. So there she was, a single mom at 17 in the 1960s. She graduated high school, raised her baby girl, and worked as a bank teller. She told me once that she went on dates all the time with basically anyone because it was a free meal. Linda was the youngest of four, two sisters, and one brother. Her sister, Carlene, was five years older and would look at Dina while her grandma worked. Carlene looked after Dina while her grandma worked. I apologize. Carlene had a friend named Ken. He was handsome, kept mainly to himself, and he was confident. Rumor has it he was interested in Carlene before he had seen a photo of my grandma. He didn't know my great aunt had another sister. After pestering Carlene about meeting Linda, she finally told him where she worked. That day, he went to the bank and my grandma that my grandma worked at, walked up to her window, and introduced himself. He asked her to dinner that day, and my grandma accepted. Mind you, she took dates like candy, so to her, it wasn't going to go anywhere. She had seen she had seen him around her sister and knew little about him. All she knew was that he was nice and worked in the army reserves, so they go on the date. 
They got dinner and had a great conversation. My grandpa was instantly smitten with my grandma's humor and tough spirit, so much so that on their first date, he told her he loved her and wanted to marry her. Couldn't be me, (laughs) but teach their own, she says. Oh, my God. My grandma coming from a difficult background and having to consider her baby declined. Probably a smart move at the time, Grandma. Yeah. Cody note. (laughs) (laughs) She told him that if he meant what he was saying, to give her free space for one year. Absolutely, Queen. I love that. Wow. I love that. No talking, no dates, nothing. She said if he could do that, then they could talk. So he accepted, and one year went by. Exactly one year to the day, my grandma is working her usual shift at the bank. It's a boring day, and she was wrapping up her shift when she looked up to find a stocky man with kind eyes waiting in her teller line. He walks up and says, it's been a year, what do you say? And they were together for 31 years, raised three daughters, built their home from the ground up, and tried their best to laugh every day. They weren't perfect by any means, but they had a love that I now hear my now hear about in stories like theirs. My grandpa passed away in a car accident before I was born, but I'm told I would have loved him. And judging by how much I love my grandma, I have no doubt that I would have. I think about persistence and patience and love differently because of their story. How not to settle, to set boundaries, and most importantly, to love fiercely and laugh as much as possible. I hope this Valentine's Day, no matter the status of your love life, that the story of Linda and Ken remind you of the same. With all the love I can muster, thank you for your podcast. Wow. I have chills. Oh my god. It doesn't it doesn't hurt that Emily is like an incredible writer as well. I mean, come on. I mean, she is in general. I, I, sorry that I butchered it with my reading, Emily. Goodness. Oh no, but I just got teary-eyed at the bottom. That is insane. I And you know fucking what? Good for grandma. I love the And good for grandpa Ken. I know, but like what insane idea came across her? I think she was just like he's so urgent if he can be patient. She's probably like there's no way. There's no way. He was probably like, baby, she's worth it. And then like, I think in her mind, she's like, I'll never see him again. Great. If I see him in a year, fuck it. Let's try it. Right. I respect the (laughs) shit out of that. (laughs) That's insane. You know, I admire that so much because usually every time I like a guy, I tell him to leave me alone, go away. And they've never come back like that. So I love that. It's that old saying that we grew up hearing that if you love something let it go and if it comes back you know what i mean i've never i don't think that applies for a lot but i think it applies for this iconic i love that story i love that story that was so sweet hey cheers to grandma and grandpa cheers cheers because without them we wouldn't be here emily thank you for writing in that was so sweet wow okay i love that i'm gonna do um, our favorite Disney adults, <gasps> Gavin and Kenna, literally yes. my favorite Disney adults. <laughs> all right. So Kenna, I would Smiley. go to Disneyland with them. You know what? So would I, because I think they'd know all the ins and outs, the <gasps> secrets, how to get the beer, how to get Kenna the butter Gavin, beer. Do you want to go to Disneyland? Like if it's free. <laughs> I love Disneyland. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. They would be fun to go with. I could see that. Um, Kenna Smiley, who also runs a small business doing facials and everything. If you haven't seen that, please check it out. She's on Instagram. She wrote in. And here we go. Here we go. I just want to give a shout out to her Instagram. Kenna Smiley Skincare. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so it goes. My grandma and grandpa were married for over 50 years. When my grandma was in college, her best friend, Jerry, who ended up being my great uncle, introduced her to his brother, my grandpa. My grandpa was playing football at the University of Utah. Hot. That is hot. Side note, hot. 
University of Utah and was home for a quick weekend. As my grandma tells it, on the day they were introduced, my grandpa reached out and lifted up her sunglasses, looked her in the eyes and told her, I'm going to marry you. Uh, (laughs) i love love especially in that era i know a few months later cliff came home for eight days he and my grandma went out every night and he when he was in town at the end of the visit he said let's get married and my grandma said okay my grandpa had to go back to school but on his next visit he and my grandma went to las vegas and eloped the silver bell's wedding chapel is still there in vegas and i hope to visit someday and she included a photo of them and oh my goodness I Cute. love I love the old school you meet on that day. This is the movie thing. This is yes. the show thing. And yes. it's in both of our stories. Yes. I'm going to marry her one day. I'm going to marry you one day. It's like that movie Big Fish where time stopped and all the popcorn is floating. Yes. That's what it really reminds me I know. Of. And he t- lifted up her sunglasses to look her in the eyes and was like, yeah. I love that. Yes, me too. Thank you, Kenna. That is so sweet and so fun. Oh, I love these stories. Cody, you have such a cute and beautiful relationship with your grandma. I do. She's like my favorite person. so special and I am truly jealous of you and I'm really jealous of my cousins and my family up north who get to experience life with my grandma in such a meaningful way. My grandma is going on a trip to Costa Rica with my cousins. Oh my God. This month. Go. Like, party. She is you should go. Nuts. And it's just so cool that there's such like a big, I don't know. I want to be a grandma so bad. And I just think it's fun to have so much family and people who really care about you. And it's just so special. Well, grandparents do hit different typically, right? Like, I just don't know. They just, they, there's something, they're like the personifications of a hug. Like for the, in my experience with my grandparents. I was going to say, I think we're really lucky. We are lucky. um, To like know our grandparents and get to experience them in such a sweet and loving way. And I think you have told me before that you know your grandparents love story by heart because your grandma tells you it all the time. She does. She's at the, she, you know, when you get to a certain age, I believe that you have so much information, so many stories, so many memories that it's hard to keep them all with you all the time. There's certain ones that you just remember and her love story with my grandfather who's passed away is one of those stories that she just remembers so well. So I think that when you have great memory on certain stories, you do share them a lot because it just feels good to share them. So she shares it with me often as if it's the first time she's told me, which I love it that way. And I never interrupt her and never say, I know, I know, and this and that, but I love it. I just, and I react like it's the first time I'm hearing it every time because I love it. And I could, I would hear it every day if I could. And they do have a very cute story. She was young. He was a little bit older. And she was working in the Boy Scouts of America office in Santa Barbara, California. And I believe she was 17. And my grandpa, I want to say he was 26. And he was a, like, big wig for the Boy Scout. He, like, led Boy Scout stuff and led camping excursions and things like that. And he went into the office one day and introduced himself to her. He said, I'm Andy. And she said, I'm Sharon. And she thought he was very handsome. He thought that she was very beautiful. And that was that. My grandpa had a girlfriend at the time named um, named Janet. Mm. Or as my grandma says, Janet. <laughs> she says a little Janet. Janet. Um, and my grandpa went to Mexico with Janet. My grandma was doing her thing in Santa Barbara. And then she went because she worked for Boy Scouts to the Boy Scout camp to like work whatever over the summer and there was a huge hill apparently this huge long steep hill 
And at the very bottom of it was the pool. And at the very top of it was the rest of the camp. And, or vice versa. Yeah. The pool is at the top. The camp is at the bottom. She walks all the way up this hill, up, up, up in the summer heat, tired. She gets to the very top. And my grandpa pulls up in his 49 Merc or something. Not 49. Because it was, I don't know. The Maybe 49 Merc. I don't know. It was, it was a something. A cool old car. Very cool old car. And it was like a convertible. <laughs> And he sees her at the top of the hill by the pool and he goes, Hey, are you Sharon? Right. And she goes, yeah, you're Andy. Right. And he said, yeah. And he said, do you want to ride to the bottom of the hill that she just had walked up? And she said, yeah, absolutely. I was just going that way. (laughs) (laughs) And she hopped in and they went down the hill and I guess they just kind of were like smitten. And apparently my grandpa dumped Janet after camp and then my grandma was working in the office and she had forgotten her lunch that day she brought lunch every single day and had forgotten it and my grandpa walks in and says would you like to go to lunch today and to this day my grandma doesn't know how he knew that she had forgotten her lunch and she said yes and so they went on a lunch date she told me she got a grilled cheese <laughs> and a iced tea she she said she usually would have ordered a milk but she wanted to seem mature oh and my so god she ordered an iced tea and they got engaged. Do you I know think how that old was, she was? I think she, okay, so she was 17. They got engaged. That was September on their first date. They got engaged um, in like November, married in December wow. when she turned 18. Wow. And were together for like 60 plus years. So they got married right after her birthday. Yeah, I think so. I have a similar story. That's so funny. Because it's like her birthday, Christmas, their wedding. It's like boom, boom, boom. How fun. Yeah. And did they get married locally? They got married at the Santa Barbara Mission. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Santa Barbara does mean a lot to my family because my grandpa was born in Santa Barbara. You guys are local, 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 We're local. local, local, local. They, I mean, they moved to Ojai in the 50s. Your grandma and grandpa? Uh-huh. To raise their family? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Very and I think amazing. their first house was on Shady Lane. <laughs> and then... Um, That's insane that it's all right here for you. I know. It's so cool. And that the fact that my grandpa like, hey, if you guys want a cool book about Santa Barbara, uh, what it was like growing up in Santa Barbara, you should read Hannibal by the Sea. Hannibal was not just a cannibal. Hannibal, not Hannibal Lecter, but Hannibal was the town that Tom Sawyer lived in. So if you like a Tom Sawyer style um, story, that kind of like old time childhood growing up read Hannibal by the sea because it is written by my grandfather and it's about his childhood growing up in Santa Barbara and all the mischief he got up to that's so sweet including breaking into a woman's house because she was a witch with a glass eye oh my god like grandfather like it's very cool you guys you should read it yeah (laughs) I know I feel like there's a lot that is so sweet about your relationship with your grandparents because I know a lot of your like weird little artifacts (laughs) and things are from them yeah and it's so special there's very special to me and love is so special but i do want to pause the show okay and we're back Ah! (laughs) (laughs) i love it so much who's reading maddie you or me i'm gonna do my grandparents if you don't fucking mind yeah 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 okay so I just want to preface the story with the absolute delight it was getting this story. 
Mm-hmm. I've heard it before. I've asked about it before and I had some memories of it, but I really wanted to get it, all the details right for this story. You know, yeah. I recently went up north for my sister's baby shower, which we should talk about later. Yep. And Bo, we should. <laughs> and more to come on that more to later. Come on that. <laughs> um, and, uh, my cousin Sammy, who was on the episode before we went up, um, we sat down with my grandma and I, without her knowing, pressed the record button on my voice memos. <gasps> That's illegal. <laughs> she could sue you. I know. I think I want to sneak in some of the <gasps> story she was telling into the episode. I can't. What? It's, I can't be involved in that. Well, I think if I let her know. Okay. It's just so sweet. And I, yeah. she may have known. She may not have. I'm, you know, my grandma's not dumb. She's very sharp. But I pressed record, put my phone down, and 38 minutes went by. We talked about so much. Oh, my God. My cousin Sammy and I were just delighted. My grandma was having the best morning just talking to us. and. Aww. She was so sweet, too. At the end, she was like, you know, no one ever talks to me about this stuff or asks me about this stuff. And it was just really sweet. Yeah. Um, we got so many good stories out of it. But it was just such a delight to get this. So even if it's not for this episode, I think tracking your family history and keeping it for yourself yeah. is like so important and impactful. And I don't know. Can I say just like one thing before you get into that? Because that reminds me of you saying, you know, nobody asked me of this. It's one of the kindest things that you could do for someone is to show interest in their in their lives, especially grandparents, especially um, people that are older that you admire, because we know them to a certain extent. You know them as your grandparent, you know them as your mentor, whatever this older person in your life is. But do you know the nitty gritty of things? And and maybe you've heard the story a million times, but even when my grandma tells me a story, I ask new questions every time because they love to talk about it. And it does show that you love them and you care and they're excited to share it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, not to fault my family, they all get together. It's this huge thing. There's no time really to have one-on-one meaningful conversations. Yeah. It's a lot of like fun, big group activities. And I'm really lucky and, and the reverse of like, I don't see her as much, but when I do... We have so many one-on-one experiences. I'll go to her house early in the morning, have coffee with her before everyone's stirring or before everyone gets there while like things are still calm. And, and this was one of those experiences and it was just really special. Um, so in 1953, my grandma was like 17. This is like us trying our very best to put the years in like her uh-huh. age together, but she was definitely 17. Okay. She was our in, grandmas have that in common. Yeah, That's she was cool. in the, like towards the end of her junior year in high school. And, her friend Patsy that she was close with was like, let's go out. There's like some service guys in town. This is in Dallas, Texas. Fine. And service my grandma, yeah, my grandma was like, I don't really want to go. But Patsy was like, please, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Patsy was a go girl. Yes. And my grandma thought it was, it just tickles my grandma that her full name was Patsy Van Winkle. I think that would tickle <laughs> just about anybody. And so cheers she's, to Patsy Van Winkle. <laughs> cheers. My new drag name. <laughs> you have to hold it. No, that's the wrong one. That's the one I wanted. Um, I don't know my buttons, guys. It's okay. You're not allowed to be on the buttons. Yeah. I okay. Know. So I know. I know my. I know so my it limits. Was Patsy Van Winkle K and a woman named Esther, who my grandmother. She hate Esther. Does not like. No. Thought that she was a. You know what I mean? Yeah. My grandma kept clicking like that during the story to like She's give a, me hints. And it was amazing. So Esther, I barely even know. It was her. three women and three guys, and they met up 
And then they hung out that night and they hung out all weekend. But she wanted to make sure that I knew that that meant no funny business, no kissing, nothing. They just, they went to the park the next day. They all hung out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No funny business. No kissing, business. no funny business. Heavens, no. No. And all, funny business. all the while, you know, the guys think that these young girls are out of high school and done. These right. guys don't know. They don't know. One of them was a man named Ken who ends up being my grandfather. So that's a second Ken. I know. In the in the mix. Classic name. And my grandmother's name is Kay, which is Kathleen. It's a third Ken. We have your grandpa Ken. We have other grandpa Ken. And we have Survivor Ken. <laughs> we do. Wow. Ken. <laughs> Princess okay. Switch. Princess Switch. And so they all hung out for the whole week and had a blast. The service guys went back to San Antone, as grandma calls it, San Antone. <laughs> San Antone. Just no, to be casual. Just to be, I don't know. That's what they San call Antone. it. San Antone. San and so Antone. they all went. It's like Ventucky. Exactly. So the, the men all went back to San Antone. Guess who else went? Who? Esther. Esther. So. Well, classic Esther. You know. And so, but guess who called grandma? Esther went back to San Antone, like, to pursue Ken. <gasps> and Your so. grandpa. Yeah, the next weekend. No wonder your grandma didn't like Esther. Exactly. The very next weekend, my grandpa Ken called my grandma, and my grandma had a joke that she said, "Hey, was Esther fun?" But she <gasps> never. <laughs> Escándalo. She, she never actually broached that topic with my grandpa. And I asked her while we were talking. I was like, "Was it annoying?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of annoying, but whatever." Of course. But I was like, "It also must feel good that like he had his chance with Esther and still wanted to call you. I like to, I want everyone listening to imagine Esther and Janet, (laughs) my grandpa's ex-girlfriend as the two aunts from the Simpsons. That's what I imagined in my mind. Just like, just like really ratchet. Yes, exactly. Bristled women. Um, so then, you know, he would come to Dallas every weekend and he didn't know that my grandma was still in high school. Um, Kay and Patsy, who is like my grandma's good friend, Patsy Van Winkle, who doesn't love her exactly, really wanted to go to San Antonio to visit. And Patsy really wanted to go see Ken's friend Pete, who's a short, fiery Italian man. Who, yes, who my grandmother said could get a woman in bed in five seconds. But, yes, and she was like this, but not Patsy, not Patsy. So Patsy wasn't a loose woman. But she wanted to go see Pete and have fun. But I don't think she like gave it up is what my point is here. She probably alluded to it, though. No, I know the Patsy's no, type. She said that they kissed that like they would kiss that weekend, but no making out just like on the lip, like like no making out. Do you think what was his name? Little Italian Pete? sausage. You think little Petey? You think little Petey from the Bronx? I think was just doing a. I think back in that day, if you found a Patsy Van Winkle, you took it slow because that was the ma- woman you're going to marry. Especially a good Italian you boy. Know? You know what I mean? And so the moms the moms of Patsy and my grandma Kay were like, you can't go to San Antonio. You're too young. San Antone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so they said, no, we're going to go stay at the Catholic convent because they were both in Catholic school. Oh, my goodness me. They had been to Catholic school for 11 years already oh in all me. girls Catholic school. And my grandma hated the nuns, hated the rules. That's why PD. That's why PD liked Patsy. A He's little a probably rebel. good Catholic and, Italian boy. Yeah. And so they got to the convent and the nuns were laying down the rules. And my grandma was like, screw this. She said, we couldn't say it at the time, but she was basically like, fuck you. <gasps> she was like, you can't speak like that back grandma. in the day. And so they went and got a motel and stayed at a hotel. They're in high school in San Antonio with these service Bad guys. Ass. Yeah. Bad ass. She said she always, she said 
uh, grandma had an attitude with the nuns in that oh she would say, she said God. during it, she was like, yeah, these old biddies. She <gasps> called them old biddies. My grandma says that too about people. <laughs> old biddies. Old biddies. And she said she always wanted to go to public school and had to go to an all-girls Catholic school. She found the nuns... Support to, public schools. She said she found the nuns to be narrow-minded. No shit. Had a great weekend kissing, no making out, Okay. He got out of the service. So they basically, he came to Dallas every single weekend for two years. Like she still had to finish high school. Perfect he relationship. Had, he had to finish his service. He would, yeah. the, um, my grandpa, my grandmother's parents had extra house. I mean, extra house, extra room in the house. So uh-huh. he would stay in the room. So the grandparents like knew him well enough, you know, right, 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 right. But she also said that her parents weren't like super involved in their, in her life. Like they trusted her. A, you know, mom worked all the time. And I just found out that my great grandfather owned a bar and operated a bar in Texas. Shut your mouth. Called. I guess like, where is it? Called. Um, where is it? Sorry. I have all these notes. No, this is, I want to hear it. Yes. I think it's called Longhorn. And so Holy there was fuck. a bar in Dallas that he owned and operated called Longhorn. And when he got out of the service, he went to Portland, Oregon so grandma's in Dallas, Texas. He went to Portland, Oregon and worked all summer with his like living because that's where his mom was. Mm-hmm. He worked all summer. At the end of the summer, a letter came in the mail for my grandmother with an engagement ring in it from him. <gasps> in the mail? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Amazon Prime and wife. I know. And so I remember she was, she was like showing her mom and her mom was like, I don't know, whatever. Okay. And then Ken came. Ken had a conversation with them like when he came back to Texas like he didn't really get to ask for her hand in marriage like the proper way he sent the ring and then came and talked to her dad and they were all fine with it because they've known him for you know a year plus now and it's just really sweet Um, when my grandma graduated from high school they packed up and moved to Oregon because my grandpa was getting a master's at Oregon State Uh and she was pregnant at like oh no i'm missing the marriage sorry guys i'm messing this up she got they got married they first. got married at night she got married at 19 the day after her birthday so it's similar to your grandparents that is so interesting and so her birthday is january 27th uh-huh. and they got married january 28th we just celebrated Damn. my grandma's birthday and we had like a big dinner for her and it was really nice um a little background about my grandpa. He mm-hmm. was born in the States, but his parents had immigrated from England. So he's like first generation from England. And they were oh. like, she said that they were more conservative and she really missed her big family from Dallas when they were living in Oregon and stuff. She had my aunt Karen, who is Sammy and Amanda's mom. Mm-hmm. And while she was going to school and Karen was like two years old and my grandma went to my grandpa and was like, you know, should we have another kid? Karen's two now. My grandpa was like, yeah, I'm going to graduate college and get a job here and we'll like raise a family. Yeah. So my grandma gets pregnant and then instantly my grandpa gets a job offer to go work in uh, for Bethlehem Steel in Pennsylvania. Oh. And so she's like pregnant as hell in this old Ford coupe and they drive across the United States oh with no God. air conditioning. She said oh that my God. they put a little bed in the back for Karen and a little potty in the back and like in the car and oh they drove God. all together. Across. No, thank you. <laughs> I know. God. And they had a little apartment above an Italian grocery store. Perfect. In Pennsylvania that had no Ideal. AC. And she said that like people weren't cold to her, but the Italian community wasn't really like interested in bringing her in until she gave birth to her second child. Who's my uncle Mike. Why? And once she had a man, 
like a little boy they were like oh bambino bambino like they then they really like she had made it once i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say that uh what was her name patsy and and peter were gonna walk through (laughs) no i wish and peter's like hey listen up you gotta be nice to these people eh?" no after six months of being in pennsylvania he got re like stationed in california moved back to california was there for 12 years got transferred back to pennsylvania and at that time karen was in about to graduate high school uncle mike was there my dad who is 18 months younger than my uncle mike Mm -hmm. so they're like irish twins Uh was there they loved pennsylvania so much the house they had in pennsylvania when they went back the second time was like in this gorgeous wooded area and the boys could just run amok and go do whatever they want and like there's no fences like your neighbors you know what i mean like that kind of thing and just had so much fun holler yeah i don't know i just think their story is so fun and we learned so much and i have a 40 minute recording of my grandma telling me all this stuff about how when the kids were older she was really into like signing her and my grandpa up for all these trips and stuff and my Mm. grandpa was always like don't get too excited. Don't sign up for anything. Like, don't say yes. She's like, yeah. we'll go to this meeting to like learn about sailing. And he's like, yeah, but don't get too excited. She'd come home and be like, we're going to go sailing. And he's like, he would was always, he on board? he's, she said the good thing about him is like, he was always really hesitant and didn't want to do stuff. But once he was doing it, he never complained. He, he never fussed and he had a blast. I love that. I know. My and grandparents did a lot of cool shit. Too, they did like so that. much cool stuff. They lived in the Amazon. They lived in Samoa, like with the tribes. And the, that's insane. No hotels, you know, Fiji, Af- Africa. Yeah. She was telling about this like incredible sailing experience in Greece and like going through God. the islands. And isn't that amazing? The lives that they lived. Yeah, it is amazing. That's where I have so much of my cool shit. It's from I know. Like, the Amazon. Those spears it is stuff. really cool. And my grandpa was an incredible engineer. There's, you know how, um, there's those oil rigs out in the ocean. Yeah, of course. In Long Beach, he was an engineer that helped. They built all of this like oil rig and then they were like, didn't know how to get it in the water safely. They had built the entire thing and then was like, well, how do we install it? And my grandpa was like a lead engineer and figuring out how to get those like safely to like, I know, RIP the environment, but go grandpa. Go grandpa. So, you know, he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't fucking know. <laughs> he was a pioneer. Oh, my grandpa taught at Thatcher here in Ohio. That's so cool. And then they lived at Thatcher. And legend has it that when he was scuba diving off the coast of somewhere, because they lived in all these exotic places with like tribes and local communities and things like that, not like tourism stuff, but he found a cannonball in the ocean. And he took it and they put it on the mantle at Thatcher, like on their yeah. fire. Because they lived, you, if you were a staff there, you could live there at the time. I don't yeah. know if that's still the case or not. But when it dried up, it exploded. And it took years to dry up because it had been underwater for years. And it exploded. It was like no damage. It was like a minimal damage. It was just scary. But oh my God. that crazy? That is crazy. His cannonball exploded because it's filled with gunpowder. That's awesome. Yeah, and okay, so any Bay Area lovers or anyone who's been to the Bay Area knows the BART system. Of course. When they moved back to California the second time, when the kids were older, they moved back to Walnut Creek, California, and BART had just been getting built. And my grandma joined the Newcomers Club of Walnut Creek, which is like, you know, to bring everyone in new people, make them excited about living there and stuff. And there's a newspaper article of my grandmother 
doing like a short marathon run through Bart and like mm-hmm. pedestrian clothing. It's so funny. She had trousers on and a oh, sweatshirt my God. and she's running through Bart because like the tracks haven't been laid yet. And like, that this is, is really cool. It's so cool. That like, is really, really cool. Yeah, I know. I just iconic. It's so History. great. Yeah. And like, I will look back at old photos and what the, was her, what's her thing called to her group? The Newcomers Club. <laughs> we should have that. Oh, hi. I We're know. really good at welcoming people. That's what we learned on the see, last episode. Christina Breaker. We're very good at welcoming people. Uh, see, <laughs> re, <laughs> re-town meeting of... <laughs> oh, my God. That, that was the Newcomers Club. Boo. Oh, hi doesn't have one of those. We should. Maybe. I don't know. But Maybe that's what they should do at the Ohio Unified School District, the Newcomers <laughs> make Club. A newcomers Club. <laughs> you go in, but, it's like the chocolate factory. You go and you never come back out. But isn't it funny though, Cody? Okay, so the older generation, especially our grandparents, do kind of criticize us for being so hemi like we him and haw over every decision and especially with like romantic stuff you know they say that we have like an issue with commitment and or like just putting off all these life things it's just so funny obviously it was such a different time right and the focus on like raising families and building the economy it was so exciting it was like the new frontier of america of like industry and everything right but it's crazy to me that like my my grandma was so cute she's telling us this story and she's like it's just crazy like how lucky did i get that I met your grandfather and not someone else because that's kind of like how it went. You when you met someone, you met someone. You and how met lucky someone. that she met him. And with you know, us, I mean, I feel like we're a little bit more. We don't have a. Not all of us have the the aspiration to be a housewife and a businessman, and that's kind of for the most part the aspirations i mean a lot of people have those aspirations still more power to them i want to be a housewife ideal and i also think like raising a family is a full-time fucking job yeah and that's a huge aspiration that so many people still have is raising a family and that is a full-time job and that is something that you should aspire to if that's something that interests you but back then it was kind of like the status quo and there wasn't more more options also i feel like back then there wasn't as much like deceit and schemers out there and you could so do it easier though if you think about it my grandpa was in san antonio my grandma was in dallas right. you don't know what they're doing really you talk by phone here and there right. and or by letter and right. you know and actually if you think about it they were conservative in timing because it was two years she had to finish high school right and so two years is a long time to be courted back then but you're right. They could get away with things better. I they mean, could. not. I'm not putting my family on blast. I'm going to be very delicate here. But both sides of my family, my grandparents on my dad's side and my grandparents on my mom's side, had secret family members come out of the woodwork later on Yeah, that we hadn't known about because things were easily yeah. to get away. My grandma had a brother who introduced himself to the family after hunting us down. Wow. And my dad has a, like, stepsister that introduced herself to the family. Not that I would ever want that to happen, but just out of pure curiosity, like, what they would look like. I just want to know, like, 
that's what's crazy. If I had another half sibling, yeah. like, would they look like me? When the, those <laughs> happen so close too, when when we realized that you know my great great grandfather had a child that we didn't know about, and that my grandfather on my dad's side had a child we didn't know about, they happened so close together. I was like, I asked both my parents. I was like, just tell me right now. Like, do I have another sibling <laughs> out there? Just like tell me, just tell me, so I don't have to like deal with this when I'm your age. I also think the code. It was just so different. It was like the 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 morals and ethics were so drawn in a very basic line yeah. that it was like you're either going to live by a code of ethics. And my grandfather was very straightforward, very right. honest, very real. Like code of ethics were everything. If you could stand they, by but your then word, we, get, we we this generation gets roasted by our code of ethics of like oh cancel culture and everything. We have a different code of ethics nowadays. That we stand, that we stand strongly with. I think, with. I think they've just changed so much while our grandparents have been alive that it's Ethics jarring. Change. And and guess what? When we are 70, 80 years old, we're going to be jarred too. I hope that I can consistently stay flexible <laughs> and open though. Cause I know, I do know some older people that I'm like, God, you're with it. You're cool. Right. Like you are available. Can I tell you the best <laughs> way to keep the older people that you love with it? Ask them questions. Ask them about their lives. Ask them about their okay. everything. That's how they keep sharp. You know what? The other thing, too, is my grandmother, and this isn't, I'm not saying anything disrespectful that my family doesn't obviously, like, know. Like, she has her opinions about things, you sure. know? And she has become more open about them, especially on social media. Facebook is like. She's a social media person? She, Facebook is a grandma's paradise, <sighs> Okay. And I'm just thinking about grandma on social media as much as she is, you know, we see so differently. The more I talk to her, the more she has made it clear to me, first of all, that she respects me and I see completely different than her. Right. And she really is always like, I'm always willing to have a conversation. Like, let's just talk about it. I want to hear your point of view. Like, just because I say what I want to say doesn't mean like, because I think it turns me off. I get like a little sheepish. Yeah. I get a little like, I got to go. Right. When they certain don't want conversations. That. They want to know you. They really do. And it's kind of been a cool eye opening experience. She has made some points recently that I'm like, wow. And Sammy was with me and we talked about it later. She made a very specific point about the vaccine that I had not really considered before. Yeah. That I was like, you know what? Gosh, it's just like, if we could just have more conversations with people that. Because with my grandma, I'm not putting, I'm not coming to You're her. You're not proving anything. No. And the other thing too is like, she's my grandma. So I hold so much affection to her. If I held that <laughs> affection for other people and like listen to them and had these conversations, like it's not that I tiptoe. It's just that I'm very careful about how I speak to my grandmother because respect, first of all. Yeah. You know, she's, I've always had like a very high regard for like older people in my life yeah. and like trying to respect them and stuff. And I am realizing that if I'm more open or just like calm or chill, like I can hear a lot more. Yeah. Not just like listen, hear, like actually really digest some things that like people are saying and not get so freaking up in arms and heated and angry or whatever. Right. Or or expect them to react a certain way or expect yourself to react to them a certain way. Yeah. On certain topics, I'm kind of like, you get to have your, okay, right. you have your opinion. And, and she's like, let's talk about it, though. If you're angry or upset by what I said, why? Tell me why. Right. Let's talk about it. 
Right. And I think how I'm, old is your grandma? Is that that's is that crossing the line to ask? No, of there? course not. I think ugh, this is so. Pro- I got in trouble. I got in a little bit of trouble because I called her on the Thursday that we were driving down on the twenty seventh. I thought her. I've always thought her birthday is January twenty eighth. <gasps> we're having this they whole. Were we're having this whole conversation, right? And then finally, like we're having your birthday dinner tomorrow. And then either Sammy or my grandma brought it up that her birthday was that day, and I was like. Oh my God, happy birthday. And I go, were you waiting on this 20 minute phone call for me to tell you happy birthday? And she was like, I knew it was coming at some point. I was like, I don't think it was. And then I got the year wrong. I thought she was born in 38, but she was born in 37. So that makes her 85. 85. Okay. I think my grandma is 86. Yeah. It's not funny. And yeah, same thing. 17. Her birthday was on December 23rd. And then you have Christmas. You so your grandma's almost exactly one year older than yeah. And then I think they got married on the twenty sixth. I want to say, like the day after Christmas. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. Okay, we can. I could talk to uh, like poetically wax we about how much I love my grandmother jump for into our notes. another ten years. No, I like have, my grandma. I see her every now and again. We have another story. <laughs> Just kidding. I love her. We have a really. Oh, we have really, another story. And some incredible photos. I can't wait to post all these photos of our grandparents. Pat and Frank's love story submitted Let's by Maddie. Do it. Maddie, I'm on my second bootcraft, so I'm going to read this the best <laughs> I can. You're really good at reading. Were you in school, like, kind of hoping no. in popcorn they'd get to you or no? Oh, I was just saying, no, I was not in school. That's right. <laughs> in middle school, you were, though. No, I just love the sound of my own voice. I never read in school because, you know, what? I was afraid people are going to say, he sounds gay. My gra- <laughs> That's the truth. I never read out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was you on the inside. That was you on the outside. <laughs> Cody, would you like to read? And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pat and Frank's love story. Thank you, Maddie, for submitting this. My grandfather, Frank, met my grandmother, Patricia. They were just a couple of adolescents. Pat was a petite, gorgeous woman, and Frank was the freckled-faced boy who worshipped the ground she walked on. They knew pretty quickly that they would be together forever. They got married April 23, 1960, and spent the rest of their lives madly in love. They had three children and eventually five grandchildren, turning them into Pa and Pat. Pat was way too young and beautiful to be called Grandma, and since the term Glamma wasn't a thing back then, we just went with Pat. She was definitely the OG Glamma. They traveled all over the world together, but their favorite place was always Waikiki Beach in Hawaii. They decided when they passed away that they wanted to be cremated and have their ashes spread off the coast in front of their favorite resort there. Every night before bed, they would say, I love you. I'll see you in the morning or I'll see you in the surf. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. I'm already teared up. Our family fulfilled our promise to honor their wishes this past October. We spent a few bittersweet days doing all the things that they loved most on the island. We chartered a catamaran to set them off together while a man played the ukulele. Afterwards, we opened a letter Frank had written to us all. The letter read, Two of the most significant days in my life were the day I was lucky enough to marry the love of my life and the day that she passed. Every day since then... I have prayed for her to come and take me to be with her. Don't cry for me today because my prayers have finally been answered. The letter went on with personal messages to each of us, followed by the lyrics to the old Buck Owens song, Together Again. Pa and Pat had a love that you only see in movies, and we were lucky enough to witness it. They are so missed. 
And she included pictures, which are the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen of these two beautiful surf beach buddies. And what a gorgeous story. Stephanie is crying. I am not well. I am feeling I have chills. Oh my Um, god. I think that they are frolicking together on the beaches of an incredible place. And I think that was the most gorgeous story. And what a special thing. What a special thing to have their wishes laid out so so blatantly and for him to write that letter to you all. That, that Start to finish, that was gorgeous. It was amazing. My goodness. <sighs> it is. It's hard. Thank you for sharing that. It's crazy. I think it's so beautiful and it shows the wisdom of time that like, you know, this isn't something to be sad about. It's crazy. Nothing... It's it's nothing you can experience until you're that old and have experienced that much life to just be so open to it and to know that everything's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. And to like pass on so much love. Sorry, I'm getting so emotional. It's okay. Ugh. It's That's just a crazy. beautiful story. It's just crazy that these like epic Cheers love to stories. Pat and Frank. Cheers. Pat and Pa. Cheers. Love it. Okay. I have... One little thing to say about a very dear listener of ours who I love so much. So much. And whose grandparents met in second grade and who had loved each other ever since. Like they had dated in second grade and had been together for so long and created the most wonderful and beautiful family that you could imagine and that I know this person like loves them so much and is like hurting for missing them. And I don't know, just sending extra love to everyone who has gone through, you know, losing their grandparents or losing someone they love and how hard yeah. that is. And I think that the like moral of this episode for me is just like to celebrate love in any capacity, really. Yeah. But we always focus on couples and stuff. And we could focus on couples here, you know, and we could focus on grandparents here. Yeah. And it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and yeah we're we are you and i are lucky to have such wonderful grandparents and i know a lot of our listeners are too and yeah cheers to grandparents cheers to they grandparents really are. do you remember grandparents day at school mm-hmm. shit was lit did your grandparents go do you remember vip day where you're like someone would come and have lunch with you i wish that i could share the story from my mom's side yeah direct information but they have both passed i know that my grandmother on my mom's side came from like a more challenging circumstances and my grandfather who came in really changed really changed her life and changed the kids lives for the better and it's just it's cool to have two sets of grandparents that you can look fondly on and just it's I don't know. I my I want to be a grandma so bad. And Asa and I, have, I've talked about this with Asa recently. Like, it's kind of silly, but my end game with having children is to be a grandparent. But now that oh. we're in these years, now that we're in 2022, if yeah. I have two kids, I can't expect, guarantee, no. or put pressure on them to have children. No. You <laughs> can expect Florida to be underwater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like my grandparentship has been taken, the rug has been pulled underneath. Oh my God. I'd Cody, say, am I not meant to be a grandmother? Look at me. If you want to be a grandma, be a fucking grandma. Act like one. I Why just, don't you? I just have to, I do already. My, all my bit. friends are listening saying she already is. <laughs> I feel like since I was born, I've been a sassy gay uncle and there's just no, I feel like since I was born, I've always, whether or not I've had nieces or nephews, I've been 
a gay uncle. I'm and going I don't know how to describe yes, it. I'm going to be the coolest aunt and the best grandma to whoever wants to be my grandchild. Can do you can be my grandma? You want me to be my grandma? No, you already have a cool grandma. I have two. I have two very I want to cool be like grandmas. Ellie's grandma. You know? Yeah. But she Ellie, has she Ellie has grandparents. Has two, two gra- <laughs> Ellie has four grandparents <laughs> to pick from. You know, our kids will have hella grandparents too. We'll have three grandmas and three grandpas, which is cool. You give off like cool energy to Ellie. Know that. Just know that. I know. Can we power through our notes? Woo! Power time. Excellent. <laughs> Turbo. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> I don't know what buttons Wait, okay. what. Turbo team. Okay, <laughs> you pick one. Okay, so my sister's baby shower was fucking amazing. Bimbo, dude, it was so epic. You were posting a lot. I shit posted. I'm glad about it. I shit posted the whole day, and then at the end of the night, I deleted it all. So for the hundred, are you people, serious? Yeah, on Topa Talk, on Topa Talk, and my How personal. So there was like eighty nine people who saw me at my absolute best slash worst. You're the best around. around. And nothing ever gonna, gonna, gonna keep me down. down. Ah. Okay, so. Um, we had a tea party thing, right? Yeah. And it's the most girly expression. Your sister looked very cute. Oh my goodness. Just know that. Little Bo Peep. She was the cutest, cutest, bestest ever. It was the most amazing. There was cucumber sandwiches. There was delicate teacups. There was so much. Champagne. I had There not, was a spread. You guys, I had not been drunk since October. October. So I was Sammy, who never drinks, was outpacing me with the champagne. This was right after our episode with Sammy. And also after a very, very hectic 24 hours. So I was like champagne, champagne, champagne. But I also drink a water. I was like drinking a water in between every champagne. Oh, very responsible. Living my best life. And very later in the evening at the point of like, you know, 6 p.m. I was really gone. Having a time of my life. Jillian Flynn, gone girl. Eating a burrito. And I kept, I thought this is the time that the bimbo gets activated. And first comes burrito, then comes the bimbo. That's what they say. I have learned a very, 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 very ba- valuable lesson in being a bimbo. I had it all wrong. What's that? I've learned this throughout the coming weeks about pondering on my decision making. <laughs> What's that? The bimbo I was trying to be was like silly, dumb, out of my character. Like, if yeah. that makes sense, I was trying to play a new role or like a different personality type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was joking that on Instagram, I had you guys, my family, this is not my family at all either. Like they post on Instagram and stuff, but I was like doing this whole camera, selfie camera facing, taking videos in front of everyone talking about how I wanted to find a very, very ancient old man that cannot walk to marry. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't? Thank you. Why wouldn't you want that? A filthy rich older man that can't walk. All my cousins, boys and girl cousins were... Why wouldn't you want that? Absolutely mortified. Uh, Before you continue, real quick insert. (laughs) By the time this is released, watch... Go to our link tree and watch Cody's Watching. And you will see the music video first started by Iggy Azalea about her marrying an old man for money and... See? So this is the thing is... I was making this joke and you know what they all looked at me and said, oh my God, Stephanie, what about Asa? Are you being serious? Oh my God. Are you oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie? Come on. So they weren't picking up on my over Little do they know is that you're playing a long con. You're getting, you are with Asa for a long time because you're waiting for him to be old and rich and decrepit. No, 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 no. The point is to get with an old decrepit man right now, right the second while I'm in my youth. Yeah. Get all his money. He dies. Asa well, and I Asa sail off like, into the fucking sunset. In a convertible. You're wearing a headscarf. 
Ace You're is a part of this scheme. Ace has got Ace has smoking a cigar and cackling while yes. money just flies behind yes. you. <laughs> and he's singing. He's saying, "Go, little rock star," whatever that trend is. And what's that? It's like this TikTok trend. What's that? Sing it again. Go, little rock star. What song is that? Go, little, <laughs> little rock, rock star. star. I don't know TikTok trends. Okay, so then I know. my cousin I'm Mikey, my cousin Mikey starts to catch on, and he says. If he has a boat, I support you. A yacht. And I said, he obviously has a boat, boat. Mikey. And he says, am I invited on the boat? And I said, you're obviously invited on the boat, Mikey. He said, okay, I like this plan. And he goes, I think Ace is smart to be on board with this plan. And I go, thank you. I'm glad you're starting to figure this out. You know what I've learned about being a bimbo since then? What? It actually has nothing to do with changing who you are. Okay? Okay. The bimbo personification is... You will not spend, waste any time, put any effort in to changing someone's mind about you. T. If they take T. something the wrong way, that's their business. If they think you're stupid because you said something, that's, that's their, their business. business. If you don't want to waste your time proving yourself to someone, you can say something and they say, what do you mean? Mm-mm. No, not my energy. The bimbo lifestyle is saying, here I am suck it that's, okay that's the tea so I'm i am vibing on this energy cracked the code vibing on this energy so when i said absolutely 700 times in the last episode if someone wants to think this podcast host sucks good for you i'm not gonna sit that's here and try them. to fix it that's on them if you think i'm dumb that makes my equity that's even higher them. think i'm done expect nothing from me think i'm dumb i'm gonna be moving in silence you're not even gonna oh. see it when i take over do you know what i'm saying can i tell you my bimbo moment of the weekend yes intentional first of all cheers tea because you just th- that is the truth i have figured it out i love pretending to be stupid because I'll drink that. it is for it is for my entertainment is to see i'm not stupid to look like i'm i'm being cute or being funny i like to be stupid to see what people how people react to stupidity how are you gonna treat me how are you gonna treat me and how are you gonna answer this question we went to i went to san francisco to visit emily for valentine's day weekend because she is the love of my life you need to suck that she is my soulmate this kombucha let them know what i'm sucking Emily is my soulmate, and so we had a wonderful Valentine's Day weekend in San Francisco. We went to the Tonga Room at the Fairmont Hotel. Yes, we did. That is something that happened. And it's like luau-themed, pirate theme. We talked about it on the um, tsunami hello? episode. You and my sister, obviously. Love the Tonga Room. Come on. Um, at this point, we had been bar hopping for a while. I'm a little tipsy. And you know, the Tonga Room, they don't mess around with the drinks. I'm on my second drink of the night. Yes, I was. And there was absinthe in one of them. Yes, there was. And there was. we were looking at a pirate flag, and I just went, do you believe in pirates? <laughs> yeah, this is the best. And I really love this for you. I told Emily, Emily's like, you're a dumbass. Like Emily knows Emily more than maybe anybody knows when I am. She doesn't call me out for being pretending to be stupid, but she knows that I'm just like, it's like conversation starters. You're really funny. Like too, what though. if I was just being dumb and like, do you believe in pirates? And she's like, so Emily plays along. She's like, Cody, there are like pirates like Jack Sparrow there are pirates like <laughs> Somali pirates or as she called them Tom Hanks pirates because he was right. in this um, you know Captain what was his name Captain no. Captain Marvel whatever sure. whatever um, and then there are pirates that like steal movies and music oh 
like piratebay.com so we met these we meet these two women and they're taking a picture from the pirate flag and i'm like now's my moment because i told emily i was like this is my conversation starter this i want to ask people <laughs> i want to ask people to like what a good conversation are do you believe in pirates because acting like that's like santa claus or something just to see i post out my story yeah, do you believe in so pirates funny. i wrote yes or no and people who know me get it they're like cody's being a fucking jerk off but like he's really being funny, funny right but some people DM'd and they're like, yes, Cody, like people are murdered by Somali pirates every day. Like the woke people did come out and come for me. <laughs> this is the problem with the fucking And I just liked it. Agenda. I know people got mad about that question. I'm like, Jesus. And so then I told Emily, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start being acting like the opposite of like, I believe in pirates because I'm a pirate truther. <laughs> And there are pirate deniers out there that I want to prove wrong. So when I ask people at the bar, do you believe in pirates? And they go, obviously, I go, okay, good. Because you know, there's the pirate deniers out there as if they're like flat earthers. Wait, if you were straight, that'd be a really great pickup line, actually. Like a girl might be like, oh my God. I met the most gorgeous woman and I asked her, do you believe in pirates at the Tonga room? And it did start up a conversation. She invited me to a boozy brunch See? the next day. See? She's, we've been DMing on Instagram See? ever since. So if I was straight, I could have secured the bag. Absolutely. Do I know her name? No. Absolutely not. You're not a guy that, do you believe in names? Do you believe? So all weekend we kept doing that. Do you believe in this? We were at the park where Marilyn Monroe got married. Yes. Do you and believe there in was, Benjamin There was a statue of Benjamin Franklin. I posted, do you believe in Benjamin Franklin? He gave us the crest. More people believed in pirates than Benjamin Franklin. Why would you believe and in that guy? And then I took it further because there's a statue and I was like, so cool to visit his gravesite. And like someone responded and they went, I had no idea I was buried there. That's so cool. <laughs> so I love being a bimbo because you're smarter than people. Yes, the bimbo lifestyle is I do too lately. Do you believe in Benjamin Franklin? It's kind of a, it's kind of 2022's version of Can You Believe It? It's yes. like, do you believe in this? Do you believe in this? But it has so, to be obscure. It, has to, it can't be everything. You have to, it has to be obscure. You also, know? I pulled a couple recently bimbo moves of people like wanting to talk about heavy topics. Like, did you hear about this? And I'm like, if someone was like, did you hear about the yes. volcano erupting? I'd be like, what's a volcano? What's that? Wait. That's the best. <laughs> I used to do that all the, when, when Michael Jackson died. Oh. <laughs> My thing I used to do, people like would mention it. I'd be like, um, I'd be like, Latoya's brother. <laughs> like, I just like to do that. You know, Kaylee was the queen of it during coronavirus. Kaylee was the one who I said something about coronavirus, and she goes, when it was first starting, she goes, I heard that's really contagious. <laughs> <laughs> you just act dumb. It's fun. Try it, it you guys. Just play dumb and see what people's reactions are when you innocently just pretend to be dumb. It's so much fun. I no longer have any desire, any desire to show that I'm intelligent to people. I got Alex laughing at the Ventura Spirits because they passed around these jars of like different things to smell <laughs> yeah. that the alcohols were made out of. Yes. And if you yes. feel something, don't overthink it. <laughs> I, I thought the jars were cute. They have these big cork tops. So Alex passed it over to me and I just go, I love jars. And he like got such a kick out of it. You have to just have fun with it. If you feel something, let it happen. Ah. Uh. I just can't wait. I This is the year of the bimbo for me. And I just think we have to keep exploring all the avenues yeah. that we have. Do you believe in bimbos? Yeah. Yeah. You're a bimbo truther. I am a bimbo truther. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I hope everybody listening to this podcast believes in pirates because I just want the message to get out there that they are exist. That's the other thing I posted just to be even dumber is that like, like pirates exist if you believe in them. <laughs> Like, just make people Kinda think like you're Jesus. literally insane. Let Jesus, Santa Claus, same thing. 
it's all of the same, you know, stroke. Do you believe in swindlers, the Tinder swindler? I have heard about this. Do you watch the Tinder swindler? I don't really watch things that aren't Survivor, the Olympics, or X-Files. You would like it. Okay, real quick, because we're powering through our notes. Watch the Tinder swindler on Netflix. Yes, you should. I didn't know what a swindler was. I thought he was going to be a murderer. He's not a murderer, but he's do be swindling people. He's just getting money, honey. Yes, he is. And then... I found a new podcast, Stephanie. You know me. I'm not the You're biggest not a podcast pod- guy. But driving up to San Francisco and back, I was uh, cruising on the podcast looking for something that I want to listen to. I have a very serious question for you. Yes. Do you believe in podcasts? <laughs> not this one. <laughs> I don't either. I literally not texted you one. today. <laughs> Why do people listen? Why to do our people podcast? listen to this? <laughs> we were trying to cast a Shrek Fresh Prince reboot. Yeah. The Fresh Shrek of the Swamp. A Beller. Beller. Well, they're doing. You said fr- you were. You, you found a new podcast. I did a Cody move. I'm so proud of myself it's for what called, I just, just did. Hijack it. Go elsewhere. <laughs> I love that. It's called something was wrong. Oh shit! And I love it. Is this just like basically a catfishing scenario, or is it not? It's just about. It's from every every episode I've listened to so far has been a woman telling their story. I don't know if it's just exclusively women or not, but just that's the way the cookies crumbled for me. But it's about women who have like this like intuition or this tell or this something or something happens where they realize this man is swindling me or he's dangerous. And like they realize it's about when they realize something was wrong. Like the first one I listened to was a girl that went on a date having a good time. They go back to his apartment. She said that's a very she did that all the time with guys. It was nothing weird. He was making them drinks again. Happened all the time with guys. This is nothing weird to her. Something went off and she was like. I don't want to drink what he's making me like her. It's that gut feeling that that intuition. intuition was like something's wrong. She looks on his counter and he has this ID with a bunch of other stuff. Is it raining? Something is wrong. Is it raining outside? Is it very windy? I think it's a category three hurricane happening. Outside. Is this, are the guys, mics picking this up? All the, no, all the chairs on all the all were <laughs> all my rocking chairs is very, very scary. Something was wrong. Something just happened. Anyways, okay, his ID had a name on it that was different than the name of who he said he was. Yeah, and she was like, "Something is wrong." Well, good for so her for seeing that. He says, "Cheers." She takes a sip and she's like, "I'm going to go to the bathroom." She like throws it up because she's like this is wrong he starts pounding on the door come out he like took her keys her phone he's like you're not leaving she escapes runs to the gas station they call the police for her he comes to the gas station she goes i've called the police like get the fuck out of here he leaves the cops come they dismiss her they don't give a fuck they don't even write a report no of course not this is what fucking happens all the time in all these fucking true crime things i'm pissed cops don't write reports too much work no, so much work. No, it's crazy. And all these true crime things, when they finally catch the guy, they look back at his history and they're like, oh, this thing happened right. with a woman. This thing happened with a man. This thing. It's like all these little things that if they just fucking did their jobs. Right. That's insane. I want to listen to that. I'm into that. That's obviously yeah. my fucking genre. It's so good. And then, um, you know, it turns out that he drugs and assaults women and videotapes it. And that came out later and they, they found him and. You know, she something was wrong and she knew and she got out of there. So honestly, if you feel something, don't be afraid of offending anybody or embarrassing yourself. If you feel something is wrong, get the fuck out and listen to that podcast. What if also I feel like that's the bimbo mindset. I don't give a fuck what this guy thinks about me. I'm going to survive. I'm going to survive. Right. It doesn't fucking matter. Bimbos are survivors. Survivors, Jeff. They actually are. 
And Jeff Probst Jeff is Probst. one of the best. He's been on Survivor for how long? Hasn't been canceled. He's so fucking hung. That he had like my, a nude picture leak and he's so fucking my hung. My only issue with Jeff, poor guy, is that he's using a little bit of makeup, which I think is so inappropriate. Well, everyone on TV must. I know, but why? It's just like, can we when just When they be? filmed that fucking Planned Parenthood thing of me, Stephanie, last year, last April, and I had not an ounce of makeup on, they didn't apply any, and all, they had like real lighting and everything. I look like a caramel apple. Well, maybe if we all just looked how he looked, it'd be a little better. You know? You know? I looked like one of the ducks in an oil spill commercial. we have said it and we will say it again. Nah. We have the face for the radio. We have the face for the radio. Um, okay. <clears throat> Is this it? Are we... Do you want to go through all these notes? What's the most exciting note that you haven't talked about yet? Venice North. Venice North. Shout out. I just want to say this is a Venice North podcast. We are a local Venice North. Can I tell you something? The bimbo. Small dot time dot citrus. The bimbofication of my <laughs> lifestyle is having absolutely no idea what the fuck's going on with Venice North, but buying in, wearing the shirt. I think I get it. I get it. I'm afraid it. to say how I get it because I'll be wrong and then I'll get roasted. The only thing I get is that I love it. I love it. And then I'm a part of it. And I'm and I'm here to stay. I think it's because they're they the transplants wanted to rename Miners Oaks Ojai West, and I think it's a play on <laughs> literally. That's not me <laughs> Did being they funny. Really, the transplants Why would you wanted change the to name? change the name to make it more livable, appro- approachable. What there What's was more a meeting. Livable? There was a meeting to rename Miners Oaks Ojai West, and I think Venice North is a play on that. It's a joke. I okay. I get that, but at the same time, I was so outside of the joke. But we have Venice North shirts. We need to post ourselves in them because I love them so much. I just Mine love being. Mine doesn't quite fit me. I love. Mine well, doesn't. Is quite that fit even me. better though? I look like Winnie the Pooh. That's hot. That's a kink for someone we know. For who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ah! Ah! Dude, Winnie the Pooh is not Dude. something an adult man should indulge in. Hey, last note of yours, iconic. Oh, okay. So you've already said it three times in this episode. And each time you said it. It's my thing. Everyone says it and I hate it. I'm sorry. I say it too much. Everyone, every, like iconic. Like, absolutely. Is it as bad as absolutely? Worse. It's way worse. The way you used absolutely last episode was as bad as it gets. But I do know, I am aware that I say iconic too much. I know, but it's stupid. I'm sick of everything. Or like, I'm going to say like, hi, icon. Well, you can say that to me anytime you want. But um, (laughs) calling anything iconic, I'm just, I'm I'm beyond it a little bit. Okay. It's too much. What would you prefer me to say? That's admirable. That's sweet. (laughs) Pick, pick one more thing from my notes. That's what I got in me, but you got to pick it. No, we're we going to pick two through. things. We're going to pick two things. We powered through your notes. Well, I only had four, mister. Um, I had so many notes. So one, we're going to do two things because one I think is like a shared note kind of. Okay. Is the fucking snitches that are about to Dude, get some fucking stitches. Do you want to get into that? I want to get into the politics of snitching. <sighs> Here's the thing. Let me lay it out for you guys. Let me... Let me talk to you. You know Stop how snitching on us, you guys. You know how we've had drama on the show? Oh my god. I would say that 50% of the responsibility of the drama falls Is on you. your ears right now. It's you. Okay? You're the problem. If we talk shit and you don't like it or you know someone we just talk shit about, come at us first. Talk to us first. Be like, "Hey." Hey. That's my homie. I, I know love them. this boutique. They're not all bad. <laughs> hey, that lo- <laughs> artist does murals. He doesn't doodle. Hey, hey, 
Hey. It's a bar called country. country. It's not a bar called illegal activities exactly. come at us like that don't just we know you guess know what? what we know the manager of a bar called country doesn't listen to this podcast we know the we manager know. of blue does not nope. listen to this podcast we know that a certain doodler doesn't listen to this podcast doodle mcgee does not listen <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> that was fantastic um it's with peace and love it is and with you know all what? due respect and it is it beautiful is, mural artist it's supreme okay. yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. amazing <sighs> fantastic sorry gotta um, stroke the ego okay so Here's the thing. We'll own up all day. I will. I will eat crow. I will do what's necessary eat to m- crow. What does that mean? I don't really know, but it's a saying. Okay. I will make amends in this community if I agree with the bullshit. Like I'm open, you know, to being called on my bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, as the listener, our homie, our goober, come at us. Have the confidence, because like we're so open. Have the confidence. Come at us a little bit and be like, just so you know, that's my nice, friend. We're shy. No, we're fine. I don't know. I just think it'd be fun to like enjoy the drama from firsthand, not get slapped in the yeah. face with it later. <laughs> but you know what? The way that all those had worked out in the past, it's fine. I just think it's funny that there there do be snitches out there. What I'm getting at is that it's like it's funny to me because I know these people aren't actually listening. We have a rat in this. We have leaks. We have leaks in and the that's, boat, that's, and we're sinking. And that's I <laughs> I'm okay with like coming to head or confronting someone me too because guess what i love blue and i love tammy blue oh and God. i love the ladies or and as as you know she calls them the bitches of blue endearingly. I, I love and them. honestly that whole thing ramped up our podcast and <laughs> made our connection with tammy and blue even stronger i love them the fact that they can take that punch we could take a punch back we could, like it's so fun i just went into blue and bought all my valentine's day cards from like my little galley oh, they times have great cards and, and Tammy, when I walked in, stopped talking to these two friends that she was clearly in conversation. Came, gave me a huge hug, congratulated us on the new episode. <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever, and I was sweet. like, "She's so sweet." It was just, it's, it's She's a cool, so sweet, and and you know, like a bar called Country, you know, slid into the DMs and was like, "Hey, heard the episode, blah blah blah," and it's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, good. I'm glad we got to work that out." And we're kind of homies with them now. Like, I do want to go to a bar called Country and like see them, and it's kind of funny. But also at the same time, I just wish that our snitches would hit us up. Hit us up. I I want you to have the audacity to tell us you're snitching on us. Yeah. A little bit because I think it's fun. And I don't want you to get discouraged. Like snitch on us all you want, but tell us. Yeah. Talk to us. I admire Doodle's artwork. I do. I admire it. I think it's beautiful artwork. And I just think it's really fun and silly to have a community podcast and potentially like we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I got to work it. That's what Hannah Montana said. Po buddies nerfed. What? That's the things people say. Oh, from the office. It's an office thing. I I've think. never seen it. I um, love Euphoria. Speaking of TV shows, it's just like a slutty high school. With I think it's. I think okay, it's okay, awesome. okay. Can we talk about Super Bowl really quick? Yeah. The commercials and the halftime show. I haven't watched either. It's okay. So I pretended to watch the halftime show. I'm like, I loved it. It was. This great. is who you are. You've never seen Fresh Prince, but you probably know all the fucking. <sighs> Can references. I tell you something real quick? Yeah. I've never seen Euphoria, but I like love like the. <laughs> I love the soundtrack and I love like the memes. Uh, okay. I love the memes too, but I have no idea what's That's going on. That's the thing. On. Don't listen to what I'm saying. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is bimbo in full effect. Um, <laughs> I there... swear to Christ. I've never seen Euphoria. So, I just love it. The halftime show and a couple commercials were perfect for millennials. Like it was millennial California focus. millennials especially. So yes. But. Again, speaking like I know. But it. like 50 Cent and Eminem are not from California. Detroit. Detroit and, and like Chicago or something. Okay. Work. Um, But anyways, there was a commercial with Demi 
Poot? Um, Lovato? No, who is Dem- Demi? Demi Lovato. No, what's her last name? Who was with Ashton Kutcher? Why am I... Flaking? Oh, Demi Moore. I was going to say Demi Iconic. Moore, but then I thought that was maybe a different person. Demi, no, Moore, Demi Moore and Mila Kunis. <gasps> so get this. Chills. They're at a high school reunion. They're Chills. at different They're at different tables. And the announcer at the high school reunion is like, this woman, da-da-da, like talking about how great she is. And her friends are like, go, you might as well start walking. <gasps> the award's for you. And they were talking to both of them? No. So they both thought they were being talked about. Right. right? So Mila Kunis and Demi Moore are starting to slowly walk up awkwardly <gasps> to the podium, right? But it was the ghost of Brittany Murphy. But, no, but it was someone Ashton's else. Ashton's ex. I know. Right? No, but it was, that would be so dark. <laughs> Hologram. <laughs> Holographic oh fucking. Rest in peace, queen. Um, no. So they're both awkwardly walking. And by the oh, time, by the time they get up, the announcer and call someone else's name out so they get flowers and hand it to her and it's just them both being awkward and Mila Kunis goes Demi I didn't even know we went to the same high school and then she responded back laughing like yeah we have a lot in common and it was just cute oh I like when people get poke fun at themselves I just think it was so perfect because you know like Ashton knew they talked on set like it's all was that your good. favorite commercial um I like cried at a lot of commercials. I did like that commercial. I just thought it was funny and so open and fun. And I'm a huge, I guys, I'm Ashton Kutcher's like number one fan. Are you? I mean, do you get punked on a daily basis? I used to get punked, dude. And I used to use that joke all the time. Oh, well, you are a that 70s show kind of guy. I am. That's where it comes from. I grew up on that 70s show. My dad is Red Foreman from that 70s show. It all comes together. Kelso. Nobody gets hotter than Kelso. Nobody gets hotter. And then. That's your type. So it is. Lanky. What? I know. So when we were in Long Beach, I should be quiet because he's on the other side. No, Asa period. knows my affection for okay. Ashton okay. Kutcher. Okay. So we were in Long Beach. This is a side story. We were in Long Beach, and we were headed to Ralph's on Fourth Street. And Asa and I were talking about celebrity doppelgangers. This was years and years and years ago. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, mine's like Jennifer Lawrence, or like people have said, like da da da." And he was like, "Yeah, I see that." And he was like, "People say I look like Ashton Kutcher." And I was like, "You can go fuck yourself if you think that." You don't Asa look- said he looks like Ashton Kutcher. Back in the I day, see it. Back that's in the day, what I'm saying. I'm saying that's your type. I in, get it. Yeah, back in the day, he I had he had a strong mustache. The big guy. <gasps> he had only had a mustache and shaved clean. You're giving Donna. I know. He's well, I've always Kelso. been. I've always been Donna. And I'm giving Fez. You are. This is Fez. happening. And so he used to wear the trucker hat all the time. Hot. And we go to Ralph's. He has a trucker hat on. His mustache is a blazing. And we're in the checkout line. He just told me this in the car, right? Yeah. There's this guy behind us acting hella funny, hella weird. Yeah. And then he goes, oh my God, this whole time I was standing behind you, I thought you were fucking Ashton Kutcher. And I'm like, Asa had to leave the line. I love that. Asa and I split up during the fucking grocery store shopping and we like reconnected at the line. And I go to Asa and I was like, did you fucking find this guy? I love and that. And told him to come you ba- say you this? Gave him $20? Like seriously? I love that. It was all, it was in the same 20 minutes of us having this conversation. And I was like, you don't, I was like, no one's told you that ever in your life. I love that. <laughs> it happened at the grocery This guy had this wave of relief. Like, oh my God, I've been freaking out this whole time because I thought you were Ashton Kutcher. I fucking love that. I had that happened one time to me and i almost don't want to share it because it's do it sounds like i'm making it up go but i promise i looked like him at the time and is it ben affleck no it was i was at caro's before beacon was caro's and i was oh, there wow. with i was there with my friend Britt and her girlfriend sophie and we were there and there was i'm not gonna say her name because i think she's actually embarrassed to this day about because she's told me she's embarrassed 
but I hadn't met her yet. And she was there with her family. Isn't that fun to be embarrassed though? Can we razz her a little? Yes. And she was there with her family and they were all looking at us really weird. And I literally thought they've never seen lesbians before. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, okay, they've never Carol's seen lesbians. Yeah. I was like, this family has never seen lesbians before. It was like, um, yeah, full family moment. And um, they're looking and the dad comes over and he goes, are you famous to me? And I went, no. And it was like, you know, my ego was like through the roof. Are you kidding me? And I was like, no. They thought I was John Krasinski. Deadass. Isn't that bizarre? It was the strangest thing. You had no thing. facial hair? I had no facial hair. This was back. I had longer hair. I was well, very Jim from the office adjacent. And he was living in Ohio at the time. Probably. He was actually. Yeah. So I think they were going on folklore. So it like, yeah, it was. She really thought I was famous. And You're going to have to find a photo from back in the day to convince me. Because I promise the you. hair and the jawline. I'm not making this up. I wouldn't make this up. That's so embarrassing. He, he doesn't have like a real jawline. It's like a Neither little soft. That's what I mean. I think it could work. That's why I want to see it. I was. Gonna, I thought you were saying I have a jawline. No, I'm like, just saying he kind of has this like very I'm round, very round like. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, like I'm always been in love with him you know caro's things had different this wind is stressing me out we have to stop recording he's <laughs> we do me. but can we do you want me to pick one more thing out sure of one more thingy? thing i have to pee for the fifth time already. i have to pee too one more thing um, should we let's go pee and then do one more thing and then wrap for it up. the goobs all that she wants is another baby she's gone tomorrow honestly cody your voice just keeps getting more gorgeous. I actually think it, it is because I sing on I'm this finished. podcast. <laughs> can Finish I, it, crush it. Can I just say that this might be the first time in Goober history that I could just record a full two. I could just do, I could just go all night. We could. I mean, why not? Who's stopping us? Mm. What? All night long. All, all night. night. Yeah. We're going to party. Caramo. Oh. Fiesta. Forever. forever. We're going to ah. sing it all. Oh. All night long. All night. Oh. All night. Lionel Richie, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Hello. Oh my gosh. Can we do an MFK? Is it me you're looking for? Uh, do you remember, did you watch that music video? It's a I blind woman. It it's a blind it's, it's a music video. It's a blind woman, his student, Lionel Richie's student. <laughs> he's the art teacher. And she loves his voice. And she creates a sculpture of his head. Hot. She just knows what he looks like. She just knows. When you know, you know. Hello. What is it me that's you're like, looking for? That's another thing I take issue with. Besides iconic. If you know, you know. If it's you like, know, you know. It's always the most basic things. Fuck you. It's that's like, like a, an inside it's joke. A fucking, fuck you. It's a fucking in sync song. And they're like, if you know, you know. And it's like, if who, you the, know, fuck who the fuck doesn't fucking know? know? Don't post a picture of a fucking chicken nugget and be like, if you know, you know. I actually only think it's funny if it's obvious. Like, I'm going to post my water tomorrow and be like, if you know, you know. Do water. It. Hydration, baby. I'm going to post a picture of a pirate and be like, if, if you, you know, know, you know. <laughs> if you believe, you believe. I'm going to post a picture of Shrek and just be like, if you know, you know. What are you doing in my swamp? Exactly. You know what I kept saying too <laughs> when I was drunk? What? I left the swamp. <laughs> I left the swamp. When Seth Pinyon leaves the swamp, calls it the swamp. When Seth leaves the swamp, you guys. Yeah. Woo. She's right for adventure. Yeah. Might leave the swamp tonight. You know they named him Lord Farquad because it sounds like fuckwad. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, Bridget. Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> Not the gumdrop buttons. Have you actually seen it? Shrek? Two? Yeah, well, of course, Shrek 2 is the best because that's the fairy godmother singing um, the iconic I Need oh, a Hero. Must I be iconic? Why am I blanking on the singer of I Need a Hero? 
She's the same one. Total Bonnie Tyler. Thank you. Thank what you, is it Cody. that thank you, you want to talk about on these notes? Because I'm not feeling any of them particularly called to any of them. Fifty Shades of Grey was a movie I watched as a gay man. And just straight people being fucking coy and weird. And I think it was abusive and strange. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was iconic, though. No, but. I love Jamie Dornan. I mean, who doesn't? What a handsome man. He has the worst American accent in that movie. What about Dakota? Love Dakota Johnson. Iconic for doing. No, Ellen, that's not true. I invited you to my birthday party. Epic. Um, See, I don't say iconic. I say epic. And it's like, that's 2006. It's very 2006. Sawyer says epic and he's pretty cool. And with the times, my nephew, he says epic. He gets it. Yeah. Dakota Johnson is amazing. The girls who, the girlies who get it, get it. Is that another thing? (laughs) I've seen Dakota Johnson's boobs more than I've seen anyone else's boobs now after that movie. She shows her boobs a lot. Even more than Emily? Yeah. 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 Dakota Johnson bared her breasts Not- and and she every little thing I mean like D- Jamie Dornan could sneeze and she goes oh, 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 and it's like chill sis yeah I tried to read 50 shades of gray we've talked about this before and I've after 100 pages there was no sex I was like I'm out I thought you'd be proud of me because I watched such a smutty movie no I don't I'm not into that he there's a part where like he unbuttons his pants and shows his pubes and like the <laughs> root of the shaft okay that turned me on yeah I was like the fact that he's showing like half of his penis okay. turns me on and you know Jamie Dornan has a naughty little body but I did not really like the part we were laughing because there's a scene where they're like at a b- boardroom going over the contract because they have a contract of their right, fetishes about the sex. and he's like does the submissive like to be tied up does the submissive want a butt plug like he goes over all these things and I look over at Emily and I was like does the submissive believe in pirates? <laughs> that would be in your contract. That was my contract. If you don't believe in pirates, then I'm not going to tie you up. Also, they were all fetishes I'm not into. I'm not really into like impact play. I'm not really into bondage, to be quite honest with you. I'm kinky. Don't get me. T- don't get it twisted. But I really am not into and I'm not yucking anybody's yum. Be what be again, if it's consensual, it's over 18 and there's no animals involved. I don't care what the fuck you're into. Do it. But it was not my kind of kink in that movie. I didn't watch it. I don't watch two other ones. I don't watch anything that's overhyped. Like I'm just missing out on everything because I could. I you've bought your enthusiasm has turned me off. Mine? No, anybody's. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So Euphoria is not gonna happen for me. I that's mean, not true, I can't actually. wait to watch it. I'm going to watch it, but everybody's like, Cody, careful. It's triggering. I'm like, what's it going to trigger in me? What do you like? What? I'm nervous because everybody's like, careful, Cody. And I'm like, careful, but what? And no one seems to tell me what. Also, can we just. People are we, baby me. Are big we too time. coddled? I think I'm coddled. People baby me big time. You know, baby sir- me big time certain people in my life baby me and i think it's sweet because it's a love language but at the same time i'm worried that we're too trauma focused as a fucking generation right now and too triggerable triggerable right you know but there's a there's a thin line i guess or a thick line between shoving everything down and like maybe there was some sort of power in being able to just brush stuff off back in the day but did we ever? But did anyone brush things off or did you just go home and slam the bottle and did now you, you have an alcohol problem? Or did you brush it <laughs> under the rug? 
<laughs> and the rug is the question. Really... Now it's time to do spring cleaning. Exactly. Um, let me just power through my notes. Pathetic husband at Target. He refused to go. I saw a husband at Target. His wife was shopping in the women's intimate section, and he just stood there, arms crossed, pouting, and would not enter the women's clothing area. And I was like, "Get your life together." Asa dude. goes with me when I pick out panties. Well, that's because he's not a fucking toddler. And like, like this we'll guy, at, are you fucking kidding me? We'll look at bras together, and I'll tell him why certain bras don't work and why certain bras do work. And I say, "See this underwear? Can't live with that." How would you feel if Asa just stood on the? He wouldn't enter even the carpeted area and just stood there, arms crossed, waiting for I you. I have the sweetest story. Okay. When Ace and I went and got our boosters at the Ojai Pharmacy right here on Main Street. Yeah. Ojai Village Pharmacy. Ojai Village Pharmacy. There was Iconic. This, yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> this It's epic. This young man, <laughs> this young man, he couldn't have been 24, walked in and he goes, where are your panty liners? And I thought, uh-oh, he's, in, he's instantly in trouble. He goes, because first of all, you're if you're not at a Rite Aid or a Target, there's not enough options no. for a w- young woman. Yeah. Okay. So he goes to their... Does Rite Aid have enough options? Yeah. Panty liners are us? Panty liners and Tampax at Rite Aid or Target, you're going to find what you need. Yeah. Is what I got to say. Because you know what Rite Aid does well? Different flavors of things. Like physical needs coming from medicine. They have all the vitamins. Right, because they're pharmacies. CBS vibes. So he goes to this section and there's like three, four options, you know? Right. And the so I village pharmacy. It's small. They sell nutty pots and, and novelty socks. Novelty socks. That's it. And so I walk over there and he's like confused. He doesn't know what to get. And right. I'm like, so I go over there and I'm like, hey. He's like, why don't you just roll up some toilet paper? I said, can I help you? And he goes, yes, please. And I go, what kind of underwear do your girl wear? Does she mostly wear thongs? Does she wear boy shorts? What is she wearing on her period? Yeah. What is she comfortable in? And he goes, well, I guess she mostly wears thongs. And so we go through the options. I show him his options. I talk about good it. for her. And not I'm, good for her pussy. Oh, that's a strong word. I don't know why that just came Also, out I don't mouth. know why it's not good for her area. Just I mean, cotton underwear is the best for the pH down there. And so we're looking at options and I go, well, if she has to leave the house, if she's wearing leggings, comfort clothing, she won't want to line. So let's go with this option. I was yeah. like weighing the options with him. Yeah. And we decided on a, on a panty liner together. Good. And it was one of my greatest joys because this young man didn't give a fuck. He just walked in and was like, my lady needs panty liners. And she's she at home on her period. She's having bad cramps. I'm going to take care of this. And I'm going to annoy her if I text her. We're not texting her. No, 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 no. You're no. coming home to provide. This person is going to help me. And it was the sweetest thing ever. And I just, I never told that story on the podcast and I love him. It was so him. fun. Like you I just saw him out and about, which you know him. I think to be, if I could be real, yeah. he was visiting. Uh, you don't send your man to Ojai Village Pharmacy. She said, go to a CVS. And he's like, I guess I'll go to Ojai Village Pharmacy. Westridge wouldn't have more options at all, but maybe he picked Ojai Village Pharmacy because he knows. Westridge? I'm just saying like. They're if not going to have anything. They're going to be like, downtown. use the romaine lettuce. <laughs> so anyways, that's uh, my less pathetic young man story. I love that next we have to be done next quote i done. love the little salmon chicken sandwich okay. um in line at the bathroom at topa i was dressed very heteronormative i looked like a trucker and i was waiting in line for the bathroom and a straight guy who was also waiting in line said because topa has two gender neutral bathrooms he goes gender neutral bathrooms he goes how many genders does there need to be and i said why doesn't there need to be a million genders and then 
uh, throw them off guard. Um, Valentine's Day, I think it's silly. Everybody has to post about Valentine's Day. I, do you feel obligated or do you want to? If you want to, I'm happy for you. They got to post about your love. But do you feel obligated? Like you're like, my partner's going to be mad if I don't post about it. I guess I'll fucking post about it. Um, someone got their, a hookup of mine, got their wallet stolen in front of my house. They took it straight out of his car. Why did he leave his wallet in my car? Did he think I was going to steal his wallet when we were hooking up? I would never do that, but he got stolen nonetheless. Plastic Challenge Peter Deneen posted a really salacious photo of him camping in the nude and it was all about saving plastic and now i want to save plastic too because you know what that caught my attention ah! wow that was my notes we love you guys we love lover's day we want you to go to ventura spirits use code topa talk at checkout for 10 yes. percent off of your first time order or yes. you know go to your tasting mention uh your really cool friends at topa talk and get 15 percent off merch and or any spirits that they, you want that day. Yes. And thank you for sending in thanks about your grandparents. Thank you for all the support with our last episode. We love you guys. 